Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports. With your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Hey, we all want to be the best version of ourselves. We're all looking to be uh, the best we can be, reach our maximum potential. Uh, over the next seven, eight episodes, we're going to talk about that. Uh, a coach's guide to maximum potential. And we want to start off with just this overview of this whole group of uh, episodes that we're going to be doing. Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. This is Coach Perry. I'm here along with Coach T. What's up? Not much. You doing okay, Coach T? Good, good. Uh, maximum potential. What's that mean, Coach T? Maximum potential means reaching the maximum of your potential individually. <laughs> there we go. It's Coach there T's we definition. Wisdom straight from Coach T. Yeah. Hey, we want to be the best version of ourselves. That's that's maximum potential. Nobody wants to be uh, average. Nobody's looking to be mediocre or or fail in what they're striving to do. We want to be uh, the best possible version of ourselves. Uh, we're starting through this uh, series of episodes, uh, a coach's guide uh, to maximum potential. So we're going to dig into it. Uh, did we welcome everybody to the Intentional we Coach did. Podcast? We did. If we didn't, we did now. Good. Good. Welcome. <laughs> we are, we're glad you're here with us. All right. So uh, we're, we're going to go through this list a little bit, and then we're going to break these down into separate episodes. So let's let's dig into this thing. Uh, you want to reach your maximum potential. I think the first thing you got to do is you got to win the morning. Uh, if you win the morning, you win the day. Uh, if you start off in the wrong direction, you're probably going to end up in the wrong place. So I think it's really important if a coach wants to reach their maximum potential or an athlete uh, or just anybody um, that you create a morning routine. Uh, you start your day off right. Uh, you, you don't get hung up and just going through the motion, uh, but, you, but you, you start it off right. There's a Navy Admiral. Have you seen that video? Uh, on YouTube, he talks about making his bed in the morning. He starts yeah. off every day by doing something. Uh, so I think that's really important. Instead of just kind of coasting and letting the day take you uh, where it wants to take you, as you take control of it. Um, I also think it's biblical. Uh, in the Bible, it says, today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, so we're making a choice. Uh, where that day is going to take us. So creating a morning routine, I think, is important. Uh, Coach T, that could be as simple or as complex as you want it to be, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you can go from, like you said, just make your bed um, into we're going to be talking about breath work a little bit later. could be adding in a, a, a time where you're just, you know, focused on your breathing kind of deal. Um, it could be I'm going to journal. You know, setting out a, a notebook in a specific place and, and going there and, and journaling out, you know, your thoughts, your plan for the day. Quiet time. Quiet time. Physical activity. Yeah, yeah. Could be as as simple or complex, but you make sure that you take control uh, of the day if you want to reach your maximum potential. I, I think, and we can go a little bit more into this, you know, when we when we dive a little bit deeper, but I think, I think we probably start simple. 
um, as you start get your routine together, add add something on. That's add a good point. On, so it's a good point. Number two, set realistic goals. Uh, I think this is a struggle for every athlete and every coach. I I'll ask athletes, you know, what's your what's your goal? I want to uh, be an Olympic champion. I want to be an Olympic champion, uh, and we don't want to crush anybody's dreams. Um, but there's only so many Olympians, and there's only one Olympic champion. Um, so we got to take a real good look at who we are, evaluate uh, our abilities. I think we're all gifted to do something great, uh, but it may not be great in the arena of athletics. And I think uh, a lot of that has to do with, you know, what is is it your priority? Because if you want to be an Olympic champion, you have to be realistic about what's going to be expected from you to be an Olympic champion. I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and they, they said, uh, I want to do this. And I said, well, what, what do those people do? you you got to do what those people do. Uh, and then a little extra. Uh, so setting some realistic goals, uh, you know, where you want to be at the end of the day, where you want to be at the end of the week, where do you want to be at the end of the season, mm-hmm. uh, where you want to be in five years, ten years, uh, and then setting a path uh, to to reaching those uh, goals. Uh, I think that's real important. Uh, number three, Coach T, what is Your number three? Coaching concerns in the practice room. This one's a hard one. This one me. is hard. This one's real hard. Um, but the reality is if I want to reach my maximum potential as a coach, I can't carry all of that baggage with me 24-7. I mean, you think about uh, as a coach, as a high school coach, all the things that you're stressed about and worried about, um, you got to leave some of that in the practice room. Uh, you can't carry it all home. Uh, here's the other thing. If you take it home, it's probably going to damage your relationships at home. Um, you know, if you're a married female girls volleyball coach, your husband may not want to hear about all your girls' problems yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, you got to have some space. I think biblically, if you look at um, the creation, God created uh, and then he rested, you know, six days. God created everything we know, everything we see, everything we don't see, but he took a Sabbath, and I think he did that not because he was tired, but because he knew we needed that example that we got to have some, we got to have a Sabbath. We got to have some time where we let those worries of the world go, um, and especially as a coach, uh, leaving those practice concerns in the practice room, uh, dwelling on the problems all day, uh, it's going to promote negative thinking. Um, I got to fix it. I got to fix it. I got to fix it. Uh, and I think that's going to weigh on us. Um, I think it's also really wise just to have a hobby that's outside the sport that you coach. Absolutely. So go out and, and figure out, you know, something that you like to do and it could be weird and strange. I have, I'm a several weird, I'm a hobby junkie. Um, and just do weird stuff. I also do weird stuff for a short amount of time, and then I quit doing it yeah. and learn and teach myself how to do other do things. <laughs> so I like to learn how to do stuff. I have uh, I've done uh, woodworking. I've painted. I've done uh, graffiti. I uh, tried to teach myself how to play musical instruments. That didn't work out well because I have no rhythm. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> 
But just trying to find something where you can detach away from the concerns of being a coach. I tried to learn Japanese for about two months. So how did that work? For first two months, it wasn't bad. I would say, Coach T, you probably eat Japanese better than you speak Japanese. Um, well, it's been a little bit. So, yeah, right now, yes, for sure. But during that two months, mm-hmm. man, I could I could say my name is Coach T in Japanese. <laughs> It made me pretty happy. I just so woke up to my you, wife. Two months. Two months to learn that? Yeah, yeah, two months. Maybe you should have picked a different hobby. Well, okay. Okay, so what happened was I was using this app. And I'm not plugging this app, but it, it is a good app, though, if you want to learn a different language. Uh, but I was using this app that took you through, like, a course. So it took me two months to get through, like, the first two courses and then... It showed me how to say, hi, my name is. All right, so if you're listening to this episode and you need some help learning Japanese, contact Coach T at tperry.fca.org. I will not teach you Japanese. <laughs> I will I'll tell you where to go, though. All right, so, oh, my goodness, that was a rabbit trail to talk about. We love about. rabbit trails. It's uh, fun. So leave coaching concerns in the practice room. Uh, number four, uh, Coach T really likes this one. Um, I think it's a little frou-frou myself. Um, but uh, control your energy by controlling your breathing. Um, breath work is is big. I think especially especially in the heat of competition, um, in the heat of the practice room, in the heat of you're going through a really tough tough thing. I guess in sports and in coaching both, um, your breath controls uh, your energy. It controls your adrenaline. It controls. Um, your hormones releasing, it controls all kinds of stuff that you don't realize it. Um, when you're panting like a dog, your adrenaline's going crazy. It, it, it releases a bunch of chemicals that, that makes that adrenaline go crazy. Um, when you control that breathing, not only does your body respond to that, but your mind also responds to that. Um, when you're, you're going crazy in your breathing, your mind's, your mind's following your, your breathing pattern. If it's nice, calm, and controlled during the heat of action, your mind's going to be nice, calm, and controlled. If it's, if it's frantic and, and panicky, then, then your mind's going to be frantic and panicky. You're going to lose stuff. You're going to forget about things, um, make silly mistakes that you otherwise wouldn't make. So you're talking about in the heat of competition. competition for both coaches and athletes. And athletes. Yeah. I know uh, the, the one thing of, of this whole oxygen level that has really stuck out and i used to use it when i coached as a russian uh wrestling teams used to do they called it power breathing um and they would just take a small portion of practice and inhale and exhale and loudly yeah uh, just to make sure oxygen levels were good so there's a lot of different different um patterns and breath patterns and stuff like that that you can use See, that's frou-frou. It's not frou-frou. It's scientific. <laughs> okay? Your oxygen, your body needs oxygen to uh, function in order to make your body function as well as it possibly can. You have to train yourself to do that breath work and do it intentionally. All right. It, so control your energy by controlling your breathing. Yes. All right. Um, we'll get back to uh, Coach Perry's non-frou-frou. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five. Uh, I, being in, in good physical health, living a healthy lifestyle, uh, I struggle with this one. 
Uh, I love cheeseburgers, um, donuts, French fries, anything fast food except for Taco Bell. Sorry, Taco Bell. Uh, it's okay, Taco Bell. I love you. Uh, so there's the real struggle sometimes for me. I go, you know, I call it the yo-yo fitness program. I'll be fit for a little while and then uh, break, and I'm not, and then I am, and then I'm not. Uh, but I think it's important for us as coaches um, to be in good physical health. Uh, if I'm not healthy, if I'm not taking care of me, nobody else will. Uh, I think that starts with that first one, creating a morning routine. I think it's real important that you do something physical with that morning routine. And that's hard for me because I'm not a morning person. I can't get up and work out in the morning. I've tried and tried and tried. Uh, but I can do a few push-ups, squats, something, stretch, uh, just to start that day out and be physical and healthy. Um, hey, you do that breath work right. right. It can be a <laughs> physical activity. I've sweat before. Yeah, he's he's working on breathing. Uh, good physical health, it helps you feel better. Uh, it helps you feel better about yourself and who you are. So maintain uh, a good, healthy lifestyle. Get some physical activity in your life. Uh, and I would say if you're out of shape um, or if you got health issues, uh, start slow with that. Uh, don't try to be the athlete you were 30 years ago. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work. No, it does not work. Uh, start slow and then build up from there. Um, we're hoping in the near future uh, we'll be able to give you some help with that on our website, kingsportfca.org, uh, and posting some uh, physical, scalable workouts that our coaches can utilize uh, as we try to be healthy. It's really, you know, if I'm stuck in the hospital with health issues, it's hard for me to be a good coach. Uh, so take care of yourself. Uh, number six, learn to prioritize. I have a problem with that word. Prioritize. Prioritize. Learn to prioritize. Um, understand what's important. Um, what are the, the main things in your life? Um, what do you need to spend your time, uh, your talent, your treasure, your testimony on? Um, and make sure those things stay in the front. Coach T? Be realistic about those priorities. Um, know where you're actually at, not where you want to be. <laughs> That's the big thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I prioritize fitness, but if I only work out once a week or three times a week, then it's not much, really a priority. How much are you really prioritizing it? Um, so I, I, think, I, I think look at what's realistic, not what you want your priorities and we have a lot of time to spend on our priorities that we don't think about i we you know if you look at uh auditing your time where your time is spent you know you get that list of priorities we have we have time and we have access to more information now than ever before so we can find a way uh to do those things that are very important uh if we're just intentional about it and that's the whole purpose of this podcast is help us to be uh, intentional coaches. So uh, we're recapping. We got uh, create a morning routine, uh, set goals that are realistic. Uh, don't take everything in your coaching world uh, to your home. Uh, leave your coaching concerns in the practice room. Um, control your energy by controlling your breathing. Fruit, fruit. Um, <laughs> maintain and create a healthy lifestyle. 
uh, with some physical activity. Learn to prioritize. Number seven, find a mentor. We all need um, we all need somebody in our lives that we can lean on uh, when we find ourselves in survival mode. Uh, somebody to celebrate with. Uh, somebody to share good and bad with. Uh, find somebody that will help make you a better person, I think, and then also somebody who will make you a better coach. Uh, so find a mentor is number seven. Um, you know, you find yourself in the middle of a season in a mental block or you're struggling. It, it's always good to have somebody that you can go and and just get some advice from. I know yeah. over, over the years I've had a couple of those old crusty coaches that just, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm calling yeah. such and such. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where to turn. I'm, uh, you know. It's nice to have somebody that's been through it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and you know we can we can name you know for me Jeff Price who's a local high school middle school coach now but uh, was one of those guys. Um, Bill Brimer who passed away several years ago was one of those guys for me as well. Um, Dan McCall was a retired Army chaplain who played football for Vanderbilt that I leaned on a lot when I was real young, uh, my dad. Um, but you need those mentors in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as you get older, not even as you get older as a coach, I think it's part of our role to mentor our athletes. Um, so if you've not had one go in front of you, it's really hard to cut that path. Um, so you need that as a good coach. If you want to be, uh, you know, the best coach you can be you want to reach your maximum potential um, part of that maximum potential is being a good role model being a mentor it's hard to be one if you hadn't seen one mm-hmm. so find a mentor uh, the eighth one uh, I think is really important because a lot of times we spend so much time trying to fill the gaps and close up the the holes and get through obstacles that we forget that we actually have strengths and that eighth one is focus and highlight your strengths focus and highlight your strengths um it's really funny because our athletes face the same thing in this a lot yeah they do i mean you're in the practice room around you know guys that are also getting better and you you don't see the progress i've got a few freshmen that are like that right now it's like they're freshmen, so they're having a rough time. But, but man, they've made leaps and bounds since the beginning of the season. But sometimes that's they don't see that stuff because they're constantly like, "Oh, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix this. I gotta do, you know, I gotta do better." Which is a good attitude to have. I, I think it's a good attitude to say there's always something to improve on as a coach and as an athlete. Uh, but you gotta find the time to celebrate those those. Um, those little victories and those strengths that you do have. Yeah, yeah, we're all gifted in some way, and it's just finding that gifting and and celebrating it, uh, focusing on it, honing it, making it even stronger, even better. Uh, and then as we do that, filling in some of those gaps. But if we focus on where we're not strong, um, and, and never really celebrate or focus on our strengths, uh, then that strength then will start to you know dissipate and disappear um old saying if you don't use it you'll lose it um you know we don't want to lose the strengths that we have so uh, focus on those strengths uh to help yourself reach your maximum potential so if we recap that uh create a morning routine 
uh, set goals that are realistic. Leave your coaching concerns and problems in the practice room. Uh, control your energy by controlling your breathing. Maintaining a good, healthy lifestyle uh, with some physical activity. Uh, learn how to prioritize your life, not just your coaching, uh, but your life. Uh, find a mentor. Uh, a tribe, a pack is how we put that, but we want to have a group of people, at least one, but even more so a group that we can depend on, trust, lean on in times of trouble. Uh, focus on your strengths while building your weaknesses, not focus on your weakness while losing your strength. Mm -hmm. So focus on your strengths. Hey, we hope that you reach your maximum potential as a coach. Uh, we're real excited about being able to come alongside you as you do that. We hope um, this podcast is the soundtrack for the drive home. When we say that, uh, you know, in the coaching profession, uh, you go to practices and some of them are great. And we hope you'll pop this podcast on on the drive home. You had a great practice. We can celebrate a little bit with you. Uh, we also know that some of those practices are just a train wreck. Uh, I've had a few dumpster fires in my coaching career. Uh, and as you drive home, we hope uh, the Intentional Coach podcast um, gives you a little bit of encouragement from two old coaches who are just trying to make it through as well and be the old best. Old coach and young coach. Old coach and young coach. Mm -hmm. Trying to be the best we can be. We want you to reach your maximum potential. If you need us, uh, reach out, bperry at fca.org. Perry at fca.org. Uh, we're here to help you, and uh, we hope that you know uh, Jesus, you love him, because he is going to be uh, the ultimate help uh, for everything in your life. Doesn't make everything easy, but he does make everything worth it. Uh, we love you. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time on the Intentional Coach Podcast. See you wouldn't want to be you. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Coach Podcast, the place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.